And we are back, folks. What's up, everybody? Colby Marshall here with Zach Lanning on the Drink Up Podcast, episode six. Really excited to be back, Zach. How's it going? It's going great. I, you know, I'm really uh, looking forward. We're starting to get some games going on the college side of things. Things are starting to pick up. The fall is in the air. Do you feel it? It's always you know, good to have games. Always good to be. There's nothing like preseason rugby. Right. Preseason before the season starts, getting accustomed to your teammates, getting out on those two-a-days. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. But something about it, something in the air, You like you said, something about it is just so you need it. You need it. I definitely miss those days. Those were, yeah, those were a lot of fun. Uh, we get in early, usually before classes even start to get out of that pitch. Oh, yeah. it, it's good stuff, man. It's uh wow. Now I'm just sad. Now you made me, now I'm just like nostalgic at the beginning of the podcast. I miss those days, but we'll, we'll live vicariously through some of the, uh, the, you know, the players this season that we go through. Maybe but, we uh, can have our own little preseason, but you know, before we do the podcast, <laughs> get up together, train via, maybe have each other on zoom. You know, get nope. our naps in and our, our naps, get some food, and then have that preseason feel on the podcast. That's a that's a, a fantastic idea. I love everything about that. <laughs> well, let's just go. We'll rent like some Airbnb somewhere. We'll just live there for a while. Like <laughs> we'll do our two like practice reps with audio. We'll just start, you know, talking. That'd be I love it. I'm in. I'm sold. All right, bet, bet. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, but let's uh, let's get into a little bit of the news here, you know, to start off. Uh, we, we haven't practiced this transition because we didn't do our, our training camp this year, but, we, you know, we'll get better at it once we do that next uh, next summer. But we'll get into the big container section here, the news of the show. Big container, as we go forward here, just want to mention we're going to do this kind of in partnership with Rugby Morning, the Rugby Morning newsletter, which if you aren't subscribed yet, you should definitely subscribe as soon as possible. I would say pause this podcast even and go subscribe now and then come back and finish the listen. Uh, you know, it's it's a huge uh, help for any rugby fan who's looking to get a good rundown of the news first thing in the morning. The Rugby Morning newsletter they put out goes right in your inbox. You can subscribe at RugbyMorning.com. So, you know, a lot of the news that we get for the show is is from there. Uh, the guy who runs at John Fitzpatrick does a great job of kind of curating everything that's out there in the rugby world. And we're going to be featured on that newsletter going forward as well through the college season. So, you know, stay tuned for that. A lot of great cross-promotional opportunities here, Colby. You know, a lot of synergy, a lot of some corporate buzzwords we can use for that. Synergy, I like that. Yeah, so it's going to be good going forward. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to that newsletter as well. Uh, but to get into the news, the big container, first thing for me, Colby, the Patriots cut Cam Newton this morning. I think he has a promising career as a New England free jack if he wants to make that switch over into the rugby world. What do you think about that? I love it, Zach. Cam Newton playing rugby. Give me that. I will take that any day of the week. New England, I mean, what do they have to lose? They didn't have a great season last year. What do they have to lose bringing on a guy like Cam Newton? You're going to, first of all, bring great publicity to the league, right? You're going to get a whole lot more fans, and you're getting a bona fide athlete, professional athlete that can do some that can do some things. And I'm sure he's, you know, he has a you know, history of uh, being outspoken, you know, wanting to do his own thing, but I'm sure he's somebody that is willing to learn, you know, at I this say, point. Yeah, I would say for sure. I think he, you know, he has obviously the physical traits are there already. You just get the ball in his hand, you know, let him and let him run. He could play probably ha- more than half the positions on the field. And you, he, I, what else is he going to do? You know, he's got plenty of time to learn the game. There's, there's former 
Pats who own part owners of that team, the Free Jacks. Like he's got connections with guys that you know he played with probably in New England last year. So yeah, I, I think it's perfect. I you know it's a done deal for me. There's no reason not to do it at this point. But Cam, if you're listening, bro, give it a try. I'm sure give he's an avid, yeah, avid listener of the pod or anybody who knows him or has seen him in like a Dunkin' Donuts in New England anywhere. Just make sure you pass this along to him. Tell him that we think it's a great idea. <laughs> but, you know, in just in rugby news, Colby, I guess we could talk about, you know, specific rugby stuff. Uh, I want to highlight a, one move that I think was interesting that popped up. Just you can see it on Rugby Morning Newsletter as well. But Carly Waters, the scrum half for the USA Eagles 15s team, has signed with Saracens women over in Europe. So she'll be playing, you know, her her kind of pro ball at Saracens in this come, upcoming season. She, you know, obviously a great career so far with, with the U.S., had a wonderful college career uh, with three 15s national titles at Penn State and then one in sevens also. There have been a lot of players who are going to play in that European league, especially on the women's side, Colby, you know, because there really is not a comparable, uh, I would say league, I guess, talent wise here in the States so far, you have the women's premier league that unfortunately wasn't able to play a season because of COVID recently. So you're seeing a lot of this top talent head over to Europe to play, which is great for their development, but you know, you'd kind of like to see something like that here in the States. I think we could really own that aspect of the, of the, the women's game. Yeah. You'd love to see that. Um, you know, especially, yeah, we're actually seeing um, in the sevens room, you know, the National League sevens tryout next weekend in ten- Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so that's exciting. But yeah, we'd love to see more exposure for the women, obviously. And I know I've talked about this in the past, but off the back of the Olympics, they got a great showing out, even though they didn't get the result that they wanted. And so it would be nice to see some representation in the United States. But this is also a great opportunity for them to go overseas and make a name for themselves. And uh, hopefully that carries over um to future opportunities here in the u.s yeah so we love to see it especially with those you know pivotal positions like scrum half now with carly waters going over and gabby cantorna at fly half who's been playing for a little while out there with the exeter chiefs so you know we want to see them get that experience but yeah stand up like a, an mlr women's league i think we we've seen what it's done for the u.s national team already with a lot of the talent that has you know been able to play a full pro season against really solid pro talent and it, it made our national side better already now. Um, you know, we'd love to see something similar happen for the women's side, where I think we have some of the best athletes in the world on the women's side in the rugby game. So, you know, you, you could really own that that space. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, going forward, that's possible. You know, you start to see some more money put into that. That, I think, would be would be very successful. You're already seeing it with the Premier Sevens is going to have a women's side as well on that because the, the Olympic team and the national team on the Sevens side has been so successful. So, I think it's making a name and we'll definitely be a proponent here on the pod of, of anything that has to do with, you know, professionalizing the, the women's game on, on that side of things. But 100%. Yeah. So to hop over then into the, the men's national team here, Colby, Rugby Canada has named their 30 man roster for the World Cup qualifying tests that are coming up against the U.S. The first one being this weekend. Any thoughts on, on that 30 man roster that they put out? The first thing I see a lot of MLR talent on that roster. Yeah, you do. And I like Ross Broad a lot out of Toronto. He was a young scrum half entering into the season last season for them that I thought was going to break out and uh, really have a good year. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do for his country. Uh, Again, he's only like 20, 21 years old. And so that's an exciting name. Um, But yeah, a lot of of MLR talent. Ben Lesage out of Toronto as well. Lucas Rumball from Toronto. A lot of Toronto guys. Tyler Rowland, Andrew Quatrin. And so they should have they should have that chemistry down down pat. I think Toronto 
does a great job of that, you know, using their side as a kind of training ground for that national squad. You, there are a lot of the Canadian guys who play in the league play for the Arrows. You know, one name on this list, Quinn Nowati, who plays for Rugby United, obviously is outside of that, but he had a good year for Rooney. Uh, you know, another, uh, it's Rob Povey who played for Houston, but you do see a lot of Canadian talent playing for that Toronto Arrows side. I was shocked, Colby, that I didn't see any of the names of the guys who just got drafted by Toronto. You know, you thought mm-hmm. maybe Martin Feek would be on that list. But, you know, they, they, again, taking a lot of the Canadian talent to play for those arrows, but none of them uh, making the cut for this 30-man roster. I guess it's kind of an important test series, is it not? I would say so. And, you know, you might also consider the fact that maybe their teams didn't want them to participate in this before they make their debut for their MLR team. You know what I'm saying? So. That That's could fair. be that could also play in like I don't know if I'd want my my draft pick to go out there and risk himself before he even laces them up for my team. You know what I'm saying? So. Man, that's Canada US, Colby. That's like the, you know, that's Yankees Red Sox. That's a huge rivalry. I would oh. have to keep those guys off the pitch. If that was me, you know, I'd want to be out there. I'm sure, I'm sure. No, I'm sure the players want to be out there, but I, I think this is a decision that's coming from something that's out of their control. Now, do you have any thoughts on these uh, those tests coming up? Like, do, are you pumped? Do you think U.S. is going to take this pretty easily, or, or do you think it's going to be kind of a battle these next two test matches against Canada? Um, no, I, I, honestly, the U.S. I think we are in a position where we can't really afford to just sit back. Right, we're still trying to grow in the 15s game. Um, we're there in seven, so I think the motivation is to get there in 15. So we're we should take these matches head on and I expect us to put our best foot forward. Yeah. I mean, I'm super excited to watch, you know, the, it's fun to watch the England and Ireland matches, but you kind of know what the outcome is going to be of those with Canada. We have a, a really good shot. We've had a pretty good run lately against them. And, and this is for pretty big deal, you know, world cup qualifying. So it, it's going to be real, real great to watch some really competitive 15s at the international level, see how, how we fare. Um, and then we have an exhibition match against New Zealand. Yeah, coming up as well. Yes, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that as well. I haven't got my tickets yet. I, I'm working on it. I'm trying to. I got to move some money around my checking and my savings. Ah. Got to make a little couple adjustments here and there. But I definitely plan on on making that trip. So we'll see. You know, we'll have to uh, work out some sort of uh, promotional don't, thing. Don't, don't get, get yourself there. in any trouble now. That sounds like some Ozark shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise. It's all legit. It's all legit, Colby. I just okay. you know, it's not. You gotta. Uh, make sure people are, you know, they see the money one place, but they got, you know, you're kind of moving it over there. I wouldn't ask too many questions about it. Don't look too deeply into the podcast finances. Okay. Yikes. Luckily, this, luckily Yikes. we're not tied to anything that I'm working on. It's completely separate, uh, $0 account that we have for the pod. Oh, you didn't have to put our business out there like that. <laughs> that, that was, that was okay. I may want people to feel bad for us. So they send us, you know, we'll take cash donations. You want to just mail it to us. We'll, we'll, it's we'll... episode six guys. <laughs> It's only six. Speaking of, though, going back, speaking of the MLR draft a little bit, I don't know if you had a chance to watch, Chloe, but Matt, uh, at Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt, you know, we all know Matt, had done some great interviews with the top two picks. So Emmanuel Albert and also Eric Naposki Abdallah, you know, both great conversations. Seemed like great dudes looking forward to seeing what they can do in the league going forward. You know, Eric had said they're not really reporting to any sort of camp until December, but he's been playing some club Rugby uh, at the National Club Sevens and then also Rugby Town. So he's out there. But, it, you know, the future is bright, I think, for the MLR. There was some really, really quality interviews. Yeah, I got the chance to see a little bit of that Emmanuel Albert interview uh, with Matt. He's somebody that 
I was raving about during the draft, before the draft, as somebody that just seems like he gets it. You know, he's ready to step in and be um, an asset right away, not just because of his game, but because of his mentality. He seems to have that pro mentality already. And so I'm really excited to see what he does. Great interview. Great get by Rugby Wrap-Up and Matt, of course. Not, not surprised that Matt was able to land him. So we have our own great get on the pod as well. We're going to bring him in now. We're going to sit down with Coach Benny Mattialona from Adrian College, a first-year program in D2 uh, college rugby in the Great Lakes region. They won their first ever match against uh, any competition at the, at that you know in rugby at the college rugby level. They played Michigan, a D1A school, and they actually won 12 to 10 this past Saturday. So we sit down with Coach Benny to kind of talk about how that game went and what their focus was, and you know what he kind of expects for the future. Yeah, can't wait to sit down with Benny. He seems like somebody that is doing something really special with this team at Adrian. Can't wait to follow them for the rest of the season. I mean, their team, I'm telling you guys, this team is going to be something to watch. So tune in for this interview. Yeah, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring him in. Coach Benny Mattaiolona. All right, so we are here with uh, Adrian College men's rugby coach, Benny Mattaiolona. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time and sitting down with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So you're coming off uh, your first win ever as a program, you know, a really signature win against Michigan this past weekend. Uh, you know, was that a focus for you? Uh, or was that important for the team heading in to, to kind of win that first game uh, ever as, as a program? Absolutely not. Actually, we weren't we were not looking to win. It was more of a development to see where we stand. Um, against a D1A program. Um, we wanted to really see the combinations between our forwards and backs, and then we can make adjustments from there uh, leading into our Michigan State in two weeks. That's interesting. I, I, I you know, you guys, you didn't care about that at all, kind of winning, and then you come away with a, a pretty solid 12 to 10 win o- over Michigan. And you weren't even really at full strength at that point yet. You're still kind of waiting on some guys to, to come into the country. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the guys that, uh, um, internationals were, were kind of stuck with their visas. So we have one in New Zealand currently where, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to come over this, this fall. Um, you know, I think New Zealand's in lockdown currently, so he's struggling with the visa portion of that. But, you know, we only took up 20 guys, um, and we knew right off the bat, like, hey, like front row, you guys are going to have to play the whole game. So <laughs> I'm sure they were super happy to hear that uh, before the uh, the first game of the season. A little conditioning, maybe not exactly at full. I mean, how much of a lead-up have you guys had to this? How much practice did you get in before the game? Um, we, we had a week, actually, so – Technically, we did double days, so we put two weeks into one last week, and then we had the game week leading up into Michigan. Um, but, you know, fitness will always be a problem. You know how it is uh, with the Island Boys. Uh, fitness will always be key. But, you know, it's always great to have some of those guys to, to help create that culture of what we want, that tight-knit player group where we're playing for each other and, and letting the leaders be leaders. I know I always had issues with fitness. Colby, I don't think that was ever a problem for you, though. As a back, well, I guess, I guess we had it pretty easy. We always had the backs always seem to get the, uh, get the nod for getting it easy, but I, we do a lot of running. <laughs> so, so, and now coach, it's, you know, usually I would say that the tune up games early in the season, you kind of want, you play, you know, maybe a little bit of lesser competition or, or down a division or something, but you guys have slated three games in a row against D1A schools here to start out Michigan, Michigan state, and then university of Notre Dame. 
it, was that an intentional choice to kind of start with such a strong slate of opponents? And yeah, you know, you mentioned a little bit, but what are you kind of looking to get out of those games to start here? Well, I just want to be able to play those top programs because that's the level we want to consistently keep playing week in and week out. Um, to be honest, I was not planning to have these three games back to back against these D1A programs, but um, with the boys that we had in, I, I thought that with their level of uh, skill and their rugby IQ, I thought we can at least compete. But, you know, it's not more of walking away, you know, with the W against uh, these three top programs. Um, and by the way, it's, it's we're going to – we're actually playing Notre Dame uh, University, the JV squad. So um, that'll <laughs> – yeah, leading into it. So, um, yeah, it's more for the guys to develop and keep that high level of pace of play that we want to play consistently throughout the season. And then now you have uh, – you've coached at Michigan State previously. Is there a little bit of extra heading into that game? Do you have that circled on the calendar? <laughs> a, a little bit, you know, it's, but, you know, um, I know those boys are, are being led properly too with uh, the current coach, uh, Tim Britton. That's currently there. Um, you know, he's he's done some wonderful things with that program. So, you know, he he's just going to need to get back on it, especially with COVID as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it, and I, you know, the school and the boys are looking forward to it too. So, you know, it'll be exciting. But you know, it, again, it's more for our guys to develop and see where what combinations that we want to run with and, and how we play. So, you know, mentioned uh, you have these D1A schools on the calendar to start. You'll be playing the main chunk of your schedule uh, in D2, Division Two in the Great Lakes Conference. You know, what are your expectations for the squad in their first year in that D2, you know, schedule? Uh, what are you looking to, to get out of this first year? You know, we're just, uh, you know, we set goals uh, for this for this season. Uh, we wanted to be a .500 at least. Um, that was like the standard and, you know, just helping create awareness for the program. At the moment, um, I'm not really looking to go too far our first year, but it's all about, you know, setting the standards for our program and setting the culture right. So when guys come in, they know this is what we do. This is what we don't do. And this is how we become better um, as, as a student athlete. So we do have our IDP, IDP plans preseason, midseason, as well as after season, just to keep track of their development and making sure that we're headed on the right track. And I, I read also that, you know, there's a little bit of buzz after the win on, on campus. Are you seeing any, uh, you know, the rugby team kind of uh, starting some some waves around the school? People talking about the the big victory? Yeah, actually, it is. Uh, you know, the president, you know, gave us a shout out um, on Facebook. We had a uh, a coaches meeting on Monday or yesterday, um, and he, you know, he's a MSU grad or alumni, so he was like, "I love it. I love it. You guys kicked him in the teeth. I love everything about that." So. Uh, you know, it's 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 great, but at the same time, so we we can't really look too far ahead and focus. We got to focus one day at a time, and and helping these guys get right. For you, coach specifically, you know, you've coached a few places before landing here at Adrian, uh, including Life, where you had also played. You know, you had a pretty successful college career. Uh, you know, what is it about the job here at Adrian that kind of excited you? Uh, you know, what was it that uh, kind of drew you to this place? Um, I thought it was the the community, the the staff, the faculty, the the school. It was it was a tight knit community that uh, reminded me of Life U. Uh, but at the same time, it's you know, everyone's friendly on campus. Everybody's all about everyone. I mean, there's 53 sports on campus, only 1,800 students. So it's all about a sports program. But you know, you just feel that vibe of of support. And you know, the school. What, the great thing about Adrian College is when they're going to start a program, they want to do it right from the beginning. So that way we set that platform 
for the future. So I loved everything about it and uh, what the school offers and the resources they have on campus as well. Um, so I understand you're as a former player, you know, back in those days, was coaching something that you foresaw in your future? Was that something that you always knew that you wanted to do? Oh, uh, no, <laughs> this was, there, there's no way I would have thought of coaching. I really had my eyes and sights on uh, trying to either play in Europe because at that time when I was playing at life, there was no MLR team. <laughs> there was no pro rugby at the time. So my focus was just going overseas and trying to play, you know, get paid to play rugby. And um, unfortunately it didn't go that way. So um, once I left life university and met my wife and we moved up to Michigan, like rugby kind of, you know, took a step back and I had to focus on getting a, a real job. And I was like, no, nope, I, I have to get in rugby somehow. And, um, just started coaching, um, here locally at, uh, in Michigan with legacy where Brandon Sparks was coaching and he, he invited me to come out and coach and then made that transition where he left and then he was going to hand it to me. And I was like, I don't want it. And then so we're going to start a high school rugby program at Detroit Catholic central. And then that's how I just started getting that momentum of coaching and it's getting involved in it. I, I didn't want to leave rugby. Rugby was just a big part of me that, I wanted to continue to be part of it. I mean, you seem like a young looking guy that could lace them up right now if you wanted to get back <laughs> and play. Oh man, this <laughs> don't be fooled. I'm <laughs> I'll do like one probably one minute of running. I'm like, oh that's it. I'm good. This there's no way. <laughs> All right. I'm thirty four, but some guys are still playing right now where I'm like, you know, I'm itching to come back, but at the same time it's like, man, I hung them up. There's no reason to come back. Um, and plus a lot of these guys, you know, the development what you're seeing it's these guys are good like these young kids that are coming up they're good so you know there's there's probably definitely no room for me so <laughs> now, do you like the the draft concept like mlr if that's something that was around like when you were in your playing days would that have uh, changed the the you know the equation for you a little bit oh definitely um i think for sure you know my sights would have been all about rugby or even getting drafted and you know i guess they're you know it's american it's more of a, a U.S. based thing where, you know, you're drafting players and it's great for the fans because I think that's the quickest way for, you know, our views here in the U.S. where they understand the whole, you know, getting drafted. That's great. But, you know, at the same time, it's, um, you know, we got to do what works for us in the U.S. And I think that's what sells. So yeah, the, the draft is great um, and it's only going to get bigger. I feel uh, just from watching of how much progression this MLR is taking off. So, you know, a lot of young kids that are playing now are just going to become better and better. And it's just the game. I think is just going to grow, but it's going to definitely take some time. So we'll hopefully see some uh, players from Adrian in that draft next year coming around. The third <laughs> one. Well, we'll see. They, they still have a lot of development to go. So <laughs> I was going to ask, is it more of like an older team or a younger team over at Adrian? Uh, we're, we are about 90% all freshmen. Wow. That's all the team. Uh, we have, I think two, kids that are sophomores that are transfers. Um, uh -huh. One of them is from New Zealand. Luck luckily, he uh, he was recruited to play volleyball at Adrian College. And then he reached out to me and was like, oh, coach, I played rugby in New Zealand. I was like, oh, man, this is great. Come on <laughs> out. So uh, he's been one of our uh, one of our uh, star players where, you know, he understands the game and he, he definitely knows what he's doing. And he, he's our place kicker, too. So uh, Sam Williams, he's, he's definitely one of our key guys. And do you find that uh, 
the guys that come in have a lot of rugby experience because it's the varsity program able to attract more like experienced players coming up or do you have a lot of guys that are new to the game uh we actually have uh, a few guys or actually majority of our guys you have that rugby iq um uh most of our recruits come from california and utah so you know we don't really have to teach them the game right where i'm used to you know every year it's like all right we gotta teach you the rules gotta understand but with these guys coming in, the rugby IQ, they already knew what was happening. And um, we just went straight into our systems and they knew right off the bat what we're doing. And uh, our, our leaders and our captains are definitely taking the, the helm of it, of really helping the younger guys that don't fully understand our system to helping helping them understand just so we're all on the same page, right? Because it's our first game against U of M, you can tell. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty of where we're supposed to be lined up. Um, running with different pods, you know how it is with the one three three one. Guys are running at different pods, and so you know we have our film session tomorrow, and we'll go through our units as well and make sure that we're all on the same page for Michigan State. Now, do you uh, think that there's like a style of play that kind of dominates the college game in, in the U.S., or is there a style that you want to bring to the game, or you kind of have like the Northern Hemisphere, you know, versus the like the you know New Zealand or the Springboks play a different style? Is there a style that, you know, U.S. college game plays mostly or are you kind of looking to do your own thing at Adrian? What kind of game, you know, are you looking to play? Um, our our game style is uh, the way I like to watch it and the way I try to mimic and play when I was, my, in my younger days was, uh, you know, the free-flowing, that exciting type rugby where we're looking to offload if the opportunity is on and play quick fastball. Um, if it's on, have a go, right? So, you know, we always come back to the one through three one but – if you see space, you play what the defense gives you. We're going to go. We're going to attack. Um, now, when we get inside our own red zone, it's more of, now let's not risk it. Let's kick the ball out. But, you know, with, with some of the Polynesian boys, like they were quick tapping in our own 50. It was like, Coach, I saw space. I had to go. I was like, that's great, but let's, let's be a little smarter next time. So it's, <laughs> You can't really handcuff that type of talent where – you know, we have to stick to a strict type of style. Like, I don't, I don't want that. You know, it's more of let them play. They're going to see space. They're, we're going to the defense is not even going to expect it. So, you know, it's more of let them do their thing. We're going to, we're going to go back to our system. What's going to work? And then once it opens up, we're going to have a go. And so that's got to be easier to to play that style when you know, yeah, like you said, you don't have to teach the guys the, even the rules when they get in. You know, you kind of just focus on finding that space. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's something that we set our standards up. Uh, team standards of making sure like what we want to play, how we want to play on our, our attack and defense system, you know, before we even touch the field. So we set those standards and made sure like everyone needs to understand. It doesn't matter what numbers on your back, you've got to recognize space. Everyone has to speak up. Everyone has it's got to communicate, but know when it's time to get in our system, then we'll play it from there and you know, play what the defense gives us. Yeah. So we, we kind of set that standard early and made sure like we're not going out in this field until we are all 100% all on the same page. Well, good. I'm, uh, I'm going to watch plenty of these games then this year. Hopefully circle a lot of these on my calendar. Uh, Colby, <laughs> any sure. uh, any final questions here? Just really quick, I don't want to look too far into the future. Obviously, you have a big season coming up. But, you know, as the Sevens game continues to grow in America, we're seeing the National League Sevens tryout next weekend in Memphis, Tennessee. Is there any sort of plan to start a Sevens team? Or do you guys have one in the making? Yeah, so we uh, we'll be playing 15s in the fall, and then sevens will come around for us in the spring, uh, leading into the summer. So around April, May, 
uh, is when the NCR tournaments will come around and, you know, all our boys, you know, our skill players like coach sevens, I can't wait. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But let's focus on now first. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a couple yes, guys the, wanting to save themselves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're excited <laughs> about the sevens program and, you know, they want to play sevens. Is there some recruits that are reaching out from Hawaii? We're like, coach, I, I want to play sevens. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's focus on that when it gets time to that. But right now let's do 15s. Let's focus on that. And then, you know, we'll, we'll prepare for the sevens once it comes around as well. All right. Well, Coach, thank you so much yeah, for your time. We really appreciate you coming on the pod, and we'll uh, we'll be checking back in, you know, for sure. Uh, so good luck with the rest of the season. Good yeah, luck against Michigan lot. State. I hope you uh, you pull that one off too. And, uh, yeah, then the rest of your season, good luck. Thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, our game will actually be streamed live on ACTV, so we'll have the link out for you Ooh. guys to to watch as well. That's amazing. Cool. That's That's great. Can't wait. Well, thanks again to Coach Benny Matayalona for sitting down with us. Again, that's Adrian College. Make sure, you know, I'm excited to watch the rest of their season, Colby. It's going to be really, really fun. You know, they look like a good squad. They're D2 for now, but they're playing all this D1A competition, and they're playing pretty well. So it, it could, you know, it could be a short time before they're up playing with the big dogs. Uh, and Coach Coach Benny definitely has that, the pedigree, you know, he played at life and everything. So, but that was a great conversation and, and you know, really interested to, to have more of those throughout the season. Yeah, for sure. I think those young guys are in great hands with Benny at the helm, and I can't wait to see how they grow this season. Uh, like you said, I think they'll be at the D1A level relatively soon. 90% of the team is freshmen, are freshmen. That is just insane, and I think that's why they're going to be just so fun to watch, just that free-flowing, like Benny was saying, brand of rugby that they're going to be playing. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to follow these guys. Yeah, I'm super interested to see if that is kind of the tactic that a lot of the teams take. You know, this season going forward, I, I don't know what kind of style that they're going to play at that college level. You saw in the MLR, you know, there's a lot of kicking. They t- kind of had a bit of a different style. They like the line out. They like the mall off the line out in the MLR. A couple different, you know, specific styles of play. But then you had the Giltinis that kind of opened things up in, in a huge way. It took them to the championship. So I, Adrian has their style. I'd love to see what kind of the other schools play, you know, when they come out on the pitch as well. It's it's rugby time, man. It's it's happening. It's it's gonna it's all coming up rugby college level. I, I can't be I couldn't be any more excited than I am right now. Pin the friends gift of the <laughs> what's the name with the rugby ball. Yeah, Bro, I'm very excited. I get uh, irrationally upset, Colby, when I I watched that episode a little while back. I watched Friends through for the first time, and I've seen that gift. They give rugby such a bad name in that episode. I've Have never you seen, seen that it. actual. I've never seen it. You got you got to sit down and watch it. They have like a ten minute part of the scene of that episode where he's just playing rugby, and it's the le- It doesn't resemble rugby in any way at all. I've never- I thought they had cones set up that were just like uh, I don't know what was going on. There were people. Rugby has actual rules, and it just there were guys just running everywhere. You know, they they did the zero research into what rugby actually was. They're like whatever. Like well, you know, they have a weird shaped ball, and they have That's collars funny. on the shirts, and let's just throw them out there and. So disrespectful. It, it really, it truly was. I was offended. Uh, <laughs> that show was aired like 20 years ago. I was, I was pissed off about it, but we don't have to, I've already, I've already been too angry about it now. Um, but yeah, thanks again to coach Benny Colby. Thanks to you for sitting down again. We're thanks six episodes in man. We're ripping through it. We're getting into the season soon. If you like what we're doing here, make sure you're rating, make sure you're liking, subscribing, reviewing, talking to us i saw a review the other day that had asked about you know the the draft coverage had some really interesting questions about why you know 
players in the draft and you thought we were maybe a little too positive about what that is we'll, we'll try and get an answer to that as well but if you interact with us you know we're going to try and discuss those things on the pod here going forward as well so uh but colby yeah any uh, any final thoughts here before we get on out we're just getting started we're just getting started i'm having a blast and hopefully that uh we just continue to interact with you guys and hopefully you're comfortable enough to let us know you know anything that you'd like to hear on the pod um or anything like that so excited about the future Yes, sir. That is the drink of pop for today. Go Satyrs, baby. Go Holy Cross. <laughs> Go Satyrs. Go Gales. What am I saying? Go Gales. I was You're brainwashing me here. I was just I get a little I get a little heat uh, over here. Uh, I get a little like uh, if I overheat I get a little overheat. <laughs> yeah, man, I run hot. <laughs> I'm a performance engine. You're a machine. <laughs> a really, really shitty machine. <laughs> um.